No. We can't steal another podcast. I guess it's not their theme song, but still, that's like definitely copyright. Um, audio action. Audio action. Hello. Oh my goodness. You keep throwing me off with these intros. I feel like we forget how to start a podcast every single episode. The thing is, it's not exactly going to be natural, right? Because this is fair. Um, because we've already said hello. Believe it or not, before we started recording, we're like, hello. We do actually communicate you? outside of the podcast. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. This is wild. <laughs> we only talk to each other every two-ish weeks when we record the podcast. And you yes. know, we don't actually. That, and that's on joke. that subject, I'm sorry everyone for our, our brief yeah. hiatus. Um, we, Bronwyn went to camp. She had a very cool, what was it, like a canoeing intensive you learned how to mm-hmm. teach people how to canoe. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was chewing. <laughs> um, and I had an online language course, which was very good. So we did not have time to record last week, but we're back now. Back and we are better than better ever. Better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we're, you know, we're going to crush this episode heck yeah i don't know why you look like you're punching the screen but i love it i guess boom boom bam bam <laughs> oh um speaking of your linguistics course i don't know if you wanted to do this shout out now but yes i was thinking the beginning of the episode um, oh wow we're just <laughs> wow. we're we're in sync today sync. whoa <laughs> Um, during, so I took an online linguistics course at Columbia, which was incredible, um, and I'm sure it will be coming up in an anecdote portion, some podcast in the future, but it was amazing, and, uh, I made a couple of new friends during this course, even though it was only five days, because they were all nerds who love language, and we happen to have a lot in common besides our love of linguistics. And one friend that I made, her name is Caroline, and she also has a podcast, and this podcast is called Hey Nerd, and if you like quotes and anecdotes, I guarantee you will love Hey Nerd. Uh, Her dynamic with her friend Eli is very similar to the dynamic that Bronwyn and I have. Um, They're also both interested in a lot of the things that we've talked about, like D&D and series like Lord of the Rings. 10 minutes and this is like all I like I've known I've heard about Caroline I've no idea I've never met Caroline she sounds like a cool person but I get the sense that she's quite a linguistics person given that she's taking this linguistics course with Sophia and I'm not kidding within five ten minutes of the episode <laughs> the conversation was about a new language that like they were learning and like I don't know it just is very good yes it's, it's a wonderful podcast. I've only been able to listen to the first episode, but it is incredible. Um, and so I encourage you to check it out. Once again, it's called Hey Nerd, and I believe they post episodes every Wednesday, and they're much more consistent than Bronwyn and I, so um, go check them out. They are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you... No, actually, 
Actually, you know what? I'm going to start with the word that's this week. All right. Assertive. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, my first one is a word that I learned in my canoeing instructor's course, and it is the word yaw, spelled Y-A-W. And what it means is a twisting or oscillation of a moving ship or aircraft around a vertical axis. Now, basically, this was a big deal because when you try to stop your canoe, if you are alone in the canoe, if you just, you know, paddling forward, paddling forward, and you just paddle backwards, you your whole boat, like, yaws it like rotates and you don't want that because that doesn't look very good <laughs> honestly <laughs> that's maybe 80 percent of it sometimes you don't want to crash into something that's left or right but also it looks better if you don't so you have to do like a special stroke to like counteract that because if you paddle backwards i'm a lefty so if i paddle backwards on my left my boat's gonna turn to the left you're a so lefty you have... i'm not a lefty but when i paddle i am because when I was learning to canoe with my friend, she always made me paddle on the left. <laughs> huh. Because she paddled on the right. So now I paddle on the left. It's fine. I It's better that way, you know? Because then I'm cooler than everyone else. Cause I was so confused. I was like, how did I not know that you're left-handed? <laughs> <I'm humble. laughs> yeah, no. I uh, No, just for canoeing. I'm, but I paddle on my left. So if I back paddle on my left, my boat will turn to the left. It'll yaw to the left. So what you have to do is you have to, instead of putting the paddle straight back, you have to put it out and back and kind of pull in towards the back of the boat, which pulls the back of the boat to the left, so then you don't rotate. It's a little bit complicated if you can't see it, but the point is you have to, you don't want the yaw. The yaw isn't good. And when we finished the course, we got a cake, let me just remember what it said, and it was... You know, they were surprised us with a cake because we worked really hard. And then they got one. And they said it was a cake. And on the top it said, yeah, you did it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Which I appreciated. Of course you loved cake. it. It's a fun. I know. Exactly. Anyways, thought you all should know. And also, the origin is unknown. Which is fun. Fascinating. I love it. What's your wordlet. Um, both of my wordlets today come from my aforementioned linguistics class, which taught me a lot of new vocabulary that will sustain me for quite a few podcast episodes, I think. Um, but the two that immediately came to mind were two of the topics that we studied. So there were five days of this course, and each day we studied a different hot topic in linguistics. So like, for example, one of the topics was looking at the brain and how language works in the brain which was very interesting. Mm. But the first day, we talked about something called orthography, which is the conventional spelling system of a language. And that's my wordlet. And I think it's great. Orthography. I that's love it. That's the word in French for spelling. Yeah. Actually, we read an article about French orthography, French and German orthography specifically, and how French speakers got very, very protective over their spelling. There were apparently proposals of spelling reform in France and Germany, and France and French and German speakers got very up in arms about changing spelling. Sounds um, about right. Yes, French speakers are <laughs> quite protective over their language. And yeah, we talked about that good. a lot. We found that really interesting. It's the best language. 
It's not. It's really not. My new friend Caroline will back me up on the fact that <laughs> Spanish is better, and nothing will ever convince me otherwise. Hmm. It seems like you've made up your mind. That's fine. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just realized, I didn't write down the etymology for this, but I just realized that um, graphic doesn't, isn't like graph writing yes that's a thing yes. so and then ortho i'm assuming has something to do with words but like orthography lexicography Orthi. um we talked about lexicography too by the way i forgot to tell you about that that was one of your <laughs> You're just gonna skip over that <laughs> or what what did you say you said ortho probably has something to do with like spelling and i said or feet well but <laughs> orthopedic the the Ped is the feet. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> like pedestrian. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, we can skip that. I wish I had tried to revisit that. <laughs> oh true. no, love. <laughs> oh no. Well, that was. I'm very glad that you didn't no, skip over that. <laughs> we had a whole conversation about this too. Like, <laughs> ped is feet. I know, but I always think that a pediatric doctor is a foot doctor, but I know it's not because it's not. It's a it's a kid doctor, and and so then when I was saying orthopedic, it's not like. Well, orthos means correct, so I guess correct writing is spelling. I guess I was right all along. No, no, he didn't. Was that anything? No. Uh, what's your second wordlet? My second wordlet. So, at first I was like, ooh, I have no other words. I need to look up a word. And like... Oh my god, start. that word is so obnoxious. <laughs> That's so words. many prefixes. Sorry. Hold on. So when you look up words, honestly, most of them are bad. So, I was getting nowhere. But then, I saw the word penultimate, which isn't even a cool word. And it, it reminded I mean, me. It is cool. Well, but but in not relative to the next word I'm going to say, which is mm-hmm. pre-anti-penultimate, which is a great word I learned on TikTok. It's so... As, as one is wont to do in these times. Yes. And it means it has pre-anti-pen... I don't know if ultimate has a prefix. It has at least three prefixes. And it means fourth from the end of the series, the last but three, because ultimate is the last one. So the ultimate almond was the example in the video. So the ultimate almond is the last almond that you have from your trail mix. The penultimate (laughs) almond is the second to last almond. The anti-penultimate means you have, it's the one, you have three total. And the, the pre-anti-penultimate is the fourth to last, which is great if you're ever in a scenario when you are fourth to last. You can say, I was not fourth from last. I was just the pre-anti-penultimate. Pre-anti-penultimate. I guess loser, so that's not too great either, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's such an obnoxious <gasps> word. No, like, no, no, no. I, I, I just... I just remember, I just reframed it in my mind and I got, this is what you say. If, you know, there are four people playing a game and you come in last, you aren't the loser. You're just the pre-anti-penultimate winner. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I just inhaled. Your joke was so good that you my choked on it. <laughs> I'm smacking. Yes, Bronwyn has some bunny grams. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't jealous. Um, I feel like that's such an obnoxious word to be like, actually, I'm not fourth from last. I'm the pre-anti-penultimate person or whatever. I think that it is as well. Having said that, I think that you would make our latin slash greek teacher extremely happy that is true i feel like language professors english professors english teachers latin teachers would be very excited if a student used this word therefore that's how you're going to make good impressions next year just go and be like i'm oh yeah totally with my new cabbage earrings which i am currently (laughs) wearing (laughs) okay those will those are wonderful Start conversations. I feel like Luna loved it. You and even your hair, because Bronwyn got a haircut and it's very short now and it looks amazing. Um, so and it's extra curly. So even that looks like Luna loved it a little bit. She has straight hair, but I no, she doesn't. It. It's wavy. Okay, but it's not. It doesn't look like this. No, but it's blonde and wavy. It's as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> you know. I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> However, I do not agree. <laughs> okay, what other implied Harry- ending? <laughs> what other Harry Potter character are you gonna look? You have blonde you know what curly I look hair. Like? Do you know what I look like? I look what? Like, do you remember the fourth movie where they all have bad haircuts? Because they're all like yes, they're they're like they grew it out, but then they tried to cut it in a cool way. Yeah. So it's just not great. <laughs> I look like one of those, like a character from that. You era. do not, because yours actually looks good. And you look at you, you have like a perfect. No, no, no. Curl do you know what I look like? Oh my face. god. Oh my god. I remember what I look like. I look like. <laughs> I look like Sirius Black from the flashback memories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when they all have curly hair. <laughs> look like this. <laughs> We had a Harry Potter party, and I had my whole outfit, and I couldn't wear my hair down because I was a dead ringer for James Potter. (laughs) It was with my hair. It was not, like, with the, because I had, like, a sweater with, like, a button down under it, and, like, curly hair, not quite this short, but still, and I, I looked so much like James or, like, Sirius Potter, Sirius Black. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, so I we've hair. gone on such a tangent um i'm gonna say What's my last wordlet word? now <laughs> my last wordlet was also something that we studied in linguistics i think it was the third day and it's onomastics which is the study of the history and origin of proper names especially personal names we had a whole hmm. lesson about um brand naming we had a guest speaker talk about her company and how she helps new like new businesses, new companies name their brand. Um, and it was really interesting. There are like there are certain associations that come with different words. Um, she was talking about mistakes that some companies have made in the past, like certain words mean something very bad in certain languages that and people that don't do their research sometimes are screwed over <laughs> by that. So very cool and also a fun fancy word. Onomastics. I have a question. 
Yes. From what you learned in that lesson. Do we mm-hmm. need to rename our podcast? <laughs> we, or are, or we did do we not just need get to a 10 out of 10 gold star on the first try? Well, as um, one of our friends who... I'm trying to figure out how to say this nicely. Who enjoys correcting people? <laughs> as, He's as very he, wise and has a lot of Im, of wisdom to impart what? on others, especially when they make mistakes that are perhaps enjoys, significant. He enjoys to some. pointing out when people make mistakes. Um, he takes joy in correcting others. <laughs> we're we're spiraling into less nice descriptions, but um, <laughs> don't worry. no, he actually is a, a good a good person and a good friend. But uh, on first impressions can be interesting. Um, but he, when we were first creating our podcast and we told all of our friends the name of our podcast, um, he was like, "Well, technically, it should be quotations and anecdotes because oh quote my God. is a verb." So. We did, we did kind of screw it up, <laughs> actually. But it doesn't rhyme. Quotations and anec- anecdotations. Anecdotations. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> no. No, that's We're good. not changing it. It's... I forgot about that. Yeah. I've been haunted by that. We should do an episode just about him. You know. I, I feel like he would be freaked out by that. Revenge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We could do a special bonus episode. Um, actually, you know what? I do have a collection of quotes that he said that would be, not a, I just, like, sometimes he says silly things that are ironic given his love of grammar and correcting people, and so I write them down, but anyways, we have spent so long on this introduction. It's been 20 minutes. We have got to move on. Feels like five. My, how time flies. What's our topic this week, then, Sophia, if you want to move on so bad? Uh, our topic, as Bronwyn has so eloquently written, is kiddos and all that jazz. We wanted to talk, we really wanted to kind of talk about bonding with younger kids. Um, we are ourselves older teenagers, so we've had a lot of experience babysitting, doing we camps. We are elderly. We're not elderly. We are 17. We are seniors. But we are seniors, which is freaking terrifying, but we are older than many young children. What am I saying? <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that seven-year-old is so much older than me. Um, but yeah, we've had some experience taking care of kids, and we wanted to talk about that because, because they can be a lot, but it can also be really rewarding and really fun yeah. to... Take care of kids. We've like both done various things like teach like teaching kids in some settings or like I don't know, like babysitting that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we wanna talk about that. Yeah. Bronwyn, would you like to say your word? I like yes, your word. I'm very happy with my word. I didn't <laughs> find any and I texted Sophia and I was like, I don't find any words. And I couldn't find any words, and I was kind of like, okay, I'm gonna have to choose a pretty bad word. And then I looked up synonyms for kid, which is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> great idea um one of them was an issue <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i was like it was so funny because it was all like a child youth issue um jeez <laughs> made me laugh but um, that's not the word i chose the word i chose was moppet which Aww. is a small endearingly sweet child which Aww. is so cute i and love that it comes 
Yes, I do too. Um, and it comes from English mop, I think, or mope, or mop, I don't know. And that suffix et and became moppet in the early 17th century. That's very <clears throat> cute. I love words that sound like the thing that they're describing. That's called onomatopoeia, and I knew that before I started saying it. But, like, I wouldn't say this This is onomatopoeia. <laughs> A small child doesn't, like... When you say moppet, you're not saying the sound of a small child. What? Isn't that what onomatopoeia is? Like, crunch. No, I know, like, yes, yes, but I'm saying, like, when I said, oh, it sounds like <laughs> the thing that... that like, moppet sounds like it might, it would define... Yeah. <sighs> I did not need this. <laughs> but it wouldn't be in the same, like, category as... No, like, I know, but the way that boom. I phrased it made it sound like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> Fine, never mind. It's a very sweet word. And it's, yeah. it's very it's very cute. Who is the linguistic now? Who is the linguistic? <laughs> Bud! I, the I linguistic? I hope you wouldn't notice. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> oh my god, the irony in that sentence. <laughs> at least like get the name of the profession right i get i don't know if it's a profession category oh existential now yeah (laughs) opening up some whole other topics (laughs) oh boy can i I say my word profession um i think it's a great profession too yeah you can say your other word thanks um, my other word is a word in a different language this time. Uh, I also could, was having trouble thinking of words, but then I got an email from my Spanish teacher and I was like, this is a great word. It's called, it's not, it's called, it is cariño. Um, and it has a couple of different meanings. What, some, what the, bleh. <laughs> the main thing it's used for is like, it means affection or fondness or like a caress. So if someone says con cariño, it basically means with love. Um, so I thought of it because my Spanish teacher sent me an email um, saying that she was retiring, which made me sad. But this year? No, by my Spanish teacher from last year, who actually yeah. wrote a letter for me for Columbia, which is why she emailed me, is retiring. Uh, like she won't be here next year. Well, I wasn't gonna have I her she anyway. Was be your... but... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I would have gone back to visit her because she was very sweet. She was like a grandmother. I loved her. Um, but the way that she signed off her email was con cariño, señora, and I'm not going to say her last name, but señora. Um, and it basically just means like with love, with affection, with hugs. And I think it's really sweet. But the other, uh, definition or the other way it can be used, which I guess applies more to young kids, is like a nickname or kind of like sweetie Mm. or honey. Like, come here, sweetie. Um, And so you can say, like, come here, cariño, to a little kid. Mm. And it's often used as in reference to, like, sweet little children. Or um, cari, it's shortened to cari. Like, come here, cari. Um, But yeah, I couldn't find the etymology, but it's really, it's like a colloquial word in spanish that i find really sweet i'll incorporate it into my spanish which i'm practically fluent in already oh god i've been doing duolingo and bronwyn has been while i I am so happy that bronwyn has been doing duolingo it it genuinely does make me happy that you're learning spanish 
I there sometimes she texts things in Spanish that are so wrong it hurts. Maybe <laughs> <And, laughs> that was before I started doing. No, no, it, but you did. But you knew that it was wrong, and you were doing it to annoy me because you knew how wrong. I can it was. confidently say I did not know that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did, and as soon as I told you, like, that, that is not, fluido isn't a word. Uh, <laughs> no, it is. I it mean, is a word. It was, I said something else, I was like, I don't know, it just wasn't right. It was, it was like, fluento, it was, which is not a word. Fluido uh-huh. means fluent. No. So I said it's it so means fluid, fluid means... as in like oh, wait but the look, water. Up, look up fluent look up fluent ah there we go but <laughs> oh because also oh, because you were because you fluid, said estoy fluent. fluento which is like <laughs> and i said that also, in an american accent now. because i that is how i imagine you speaking like, spanish you can i guess be fluent in a language but also like water can be well it can be fluid i don't think water Water is not fluid. Can love. flow. I don't know what you mean, right? No. <laughs> no, it's fluidly. Sorry. I... No. Whoa. No, I fluido is actually a word. I I was thinking Take of I mixed back. up you Okay, you said fluento first, which is not a word. <laughs> fluido is. Anyways, that's not the point. Um Okay, oh hold on though. Okay. Here we go. Google Translate. Yeah. Spanish, fluido. Fluido. Mm -hmm. Switch it. Fluido. Spanish. English. Fluid. Flip it. Fluid. English. Liquido. Spanish. Yeah. Like water. Spanish. Liquido. Like I switched it. English. Liquid. It's a different word every time. Yeah. Google Translate is um, not super reliable, so (laughs) I I don't really know what you're talking about. Oh boy. Anyways, I'm very happy that Brahman is learning Spanish. Um, but sometimes she would say things wrong to annoy me, and it worked, I, I guess. Say it, is I say what I'm it saying. wrong, but I say it con cariño. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, I said it wrong, but I say it con confidencia. That would be. No. C, si, but um, pero, see, si, I know some words. Mm-hmm. Pero con cariño. I can say the, um, <clears throat> sorry, the university has a library. Mm-hmm. Can you say it? Yeah, uh, I can't pronounce it, but I can. I, I know the words. No, I want to hear it. Universidad hear. tiene. Una biblioteca. Is it El Universidad? I feel like... It might be La. It's La. It's La. Yeah. La, un- la Universidad tiene una biblioteca. But yeah, you got the rest of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really doing great. Mm-hmm. I can also say... I ¿Quieres ir a la biblioteca? Ah, no clue what matter. you just said. <laughs> oh, boy. It's okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, Did we, you ask if I want to have a biblioteca? A library? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, Chloe, 
asked if he wanted to go to the library, but oh, close enough. Quieres? How do you say go? Ir. Quieres ir a biblioteca? That was French. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I knew it wasn't even French. Really? <laughs> I just figured I since there wasn't biblioteca. an A on the end of it. Yeah, there was. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Anyways, um, your quote. We only have uh, two, or we each only have one quote today because uh, there are not many quotes out there about kids. Um, or at least, really like, it's more like parenting. Like, you know when there's, like, that line between if you would see it in a beach house on the wall in Rhode Island, it's not, it's, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all, like... I've taught my kids, but they've taught me more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, and it was also, like, a lot of the ones I found were more, like, parenting. Like, motherhood is the greatest gift, which is fine, but neither of us are parents, so. (laughs) So we instead went with teacher quotes, which are also wonderful. Yeah, and Um, I kind of shortened this one because it was very long and went into specifics, but I, I just liked the first part, which is, the main reason I became a teacher is that I like being the first one to introduce kids to words and music and people and numbers and concepts and ideas that they have never heard about or thought of before. I love that. Which is by Philip Dunn. And I like it too because, honestly, it is so fun when you have a kid and you, like, teach them something new and sometimes they're like, I already knew that. <laughs> like, I have, like, I was babysitting my cousins this summer and one of them is always like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, did you know this? And he's like, yeah, 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 I knew it. And they're like, okay. And then, the, like, some of the, sometimes the other ones will be like, oh, that's cool. Like, when it clicks, that, like, oh, it's just so gratifying. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of cool to see how different kids receive new information. But, like, it's also cool to see, like, sometimes, sometimes for comedic sake, which I, I'll use big words, which, is, and sometimes that comedic effect doesn't always land with five-year-olds but (laughs) they'll be like what does that word mean and then i'll explain what it means and like sometimes you can see them be like oh okay and you know that they like stored that in their brain and they'll like remember it and it's like yeah that's so good word though so yeah i love that i never thought about that the idea of like teaching a kid something could be the first time that they've ever heard that idea even us, like, we're still learning. I Now I'm yeah. going to be freaked out because oh, I'm, someone I'm, will teach I'm not me some more, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> but think about it. Like, some of the concepts that you'll learn next year will be, like, you never will have thought of them before, and that's whoever great. is teaching you is going to be the first person introducing that, and that's very cool. And do you know why it's fun when it's little kids that you're teaching? Is they don't have... They're just like, oh, that's cool, no matter what it is. But when I tell Sophia about a cool math thing, she's like, ah. (laughs) And when I tell you about a cool linguistics thing, you will not shut up about how you think it's so boring and you can't possibly fathom how anyone would be interested in it. boring. You did. (laughs) No, I said writing essays is boring. Mm -hmm. Important distinction. In in other languages. And they have to be grammatically correct. (sighs) <sighs> yeah see that that and yet i get made fun of for not wanting to hear about math at 11 p.m on a monday night <laughs> i don't get it honestly i don't either see this is the difference between a stem oriented person and a humanities oriented person if 
you were ever wondering. Mm-hmm. And it, this is um, why. It creates for some interesting late-night conversations. It creates for some? That was not... It leads this to... This the linguistic now. <laughs> <laughs> no, bud. <laughs> you need to learn the actual word. Um... Mm-mm. Oh, I was about to ask you what your quote was. I forgot that you just went. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say my quote now. So my quote is, is quite similar, but it is, it is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creative expression and knowledge. That was said by Albert Einstein. And I'm sure you all know who Albert Einstein is, but he was a German-born theoretical physicist who developed, developed the theory of relativity, one of the two pillars of modern physics. His work is also known for its influence on the philosophy of science. And apparently Albert Einstein has a lot of teaching quotes. I don't know much about Albert Einstein, but he must have been a professor at some point or something because he talks a lot about, like, it, you know, science is great and all, but if you can't teach, then what are you doing? Um which is cool. And I, this made me think of, there's a kid that I babysit a lot and uh, he's very creative, which I'll talk about more later. But this reminded me of him being like, I don't know, being an older person there for a younger kid and being creative with them or just kind of like providing someone there to listen or guide them through some creative process, whether it's art or writing or whatever. And just kind of like encourage them and see them create something is very cool. And yeah, yeah. that reminded me of that. It's And I ha- give a lot of credit to like people who spend a lot of time with little kids. Yeah. And have the patience to really commit to doing that. Yeah. Because holy cow, it's exhausting to, mm-hmm. even if you're like doing like an imaginary world where you're like playing with, I don't know if you're like have a setup and you're playing with like, we have like Playmobil here. And it's exhausting to be like, now I'm going to the store, like to constantly be imagining with them. And And you have to like always be on top of it because they're listening to everything you say. Yeah, And it can be a little like, woof. Yeah. But it's good. But yeah. Um, That was all we have for quotes. And we somehow still managed to take up so much time. So I think maybe we should move on to anecdotes now and Bronwyn you get to go first stunning well the first thing that I'm gonna talk about is like what I what I started I mentioned holy cow I can't talk first thing I'm gonna talk about is something that I mentioned before um and that's that I've been doing a lot of babysitting this summer babysitting my three little cousins they're all under 10 so they're five seven and well almost 10 and it's a little bit chaotic, but they're, it's really interesting to see, like, I, I've gotten to know them really well, and it's really cool, like, um, like, for one, seeing how they're each so different, both because of, like, their personalities, but also, like, their, their age, so one of them really likes learning things, and he really likes learning about plants, and how to, like, I don't know, like, identify plants, and how to, build a shelter and he always likes to learn those kinds of things um one of them the oldest one really likes to be treated like the oldest like we kind of realized this summer that he doesn't love being grouped in with the younger ones as much he prefers to be kind of which because he's older like that's kind of at least how I felt when I was his age where like you just want to be treated like one of the big kids so Mm -hmm. like including him in planning 
like activities for the little kids and um yeah it's kind of cool because and like the other day we had a barbecue and I was at I was hanging out with him and he was just like like I was telling him about a book he should read and like actually engaging in proper conversation and not like patronizing him at all is like a really nice way to connect um yeah and that's really cool and the youngest one is again pretty young but also he just like he's a pretty loud guy and he likes to <laughs> laugh and he's very silly but I've like like I just can make him laugh so easily now and it's very very <gasps> that's amazing um and like for <laughs> he like he just he can say some really funny things so like my one of my uncles always calls me brawny and every time he sees me he's like hey brawny and then he has this very distinctive laugh and it's very loud so he's like hey brawny ha 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 and my five-year-old cousin just started doing that this summer so every time he saw me he'd be like hey brawny ha 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 oh my god that's amazing um and he also like I guess I have a tendency to say say the same phrases a lot but like they'll say oh have you ever like seen this movie and I'll say oh yeah yeah, I've seen that and they're like oh when did you see it and I'm like I don't know but it was like somewhere between 10 and like three years ago I have no idea but <laughs> I remember seeing it at one point and so they're like oh you know a while ago and for some reason they don't like when I say a while ago and so <laughs> they, they get really like what is a while ago and my youngest cousin has started just saying every time I say that he's like you always say that and, and it's and I started calling him out on that and I was like you always say that and it's so funny now because <laughs> that's amazing he just it makes a laugh but yeah it's really cute that's um, so and they're cute. also really they're also all three of them really really sweet they when they play like with Legos or like Playmobil or stuff when they're all focused and like playing they all like hum or sing and it's so cute and you like you'll just like walk by and you'll hear them all like humming to some song that someone made up and especially the youngest one always makes up these songs um so he i can't remember i think it's from um the uh ice age movie and they just sing it all the time but like last year it was like eye of the tiger huh (laughs) yeah it's really a bizarre set of things but it's so funny because like now I know all the songs so I'll like bop along with them that's Um, so good and they also have certain quotes that they just think are hilarious and will repeat over and over and again the youngest one always remembers them and it makes the other two laugh so much (laughs) but like there was one where uh they they read a book and it was like the Berenstein Bears and there's like this line I guess where I was like hmm said mama none too pleased but now whenever anyone says mm-hmm they're like in unison like mm-hmm said mama none too pleased and so like that quote will be stuck in my head for days on end oh and it's gosh. just they make me laugh so much because they just have all these funny little like and like I don't know one of them was taking a long time when they're playing a game one time so their dad was like you're like an underwater grandma and so now they'll just walk around going underwater grandma it's like so funny (laughs) that's incredible now I know all their inside jokes and it's great that's so good yeah they make me laugh yeah I always love Brahman often texts me or while we're facetiming tells me stories about 
her three little cousins, and they always make me laugh. They sound like such sweet kids. They're really, really sweet. And, like, I've gotten to know them really well, so, like, it's very flattering um, and very cute. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you, you gotta go find something to do um, because I'm having a conversation. Yesterday, we were having a barbecue, and my dad, my sister, and I were, like, talking about like some world issues thing because it came out up for some reason we're like talking about this like serious topic and behind me my five-year-old cousin is like clinging to my neck and he's like look at me look at me I'm a dinosaur I'm like hold on I'm making a very good point right now (laughs) (laughs) um but it's very cute I love them that's so adorable yeah that's amazing yeah what's your first anecdote um, my first anecdote is something that I've been doing, I think, since the beginning of last year, the beginning of my junior year, um, and it is teaching English to a girl who lives in Colombia who speaks Spanish, um, and it is one of my favorite things that I do, just in general. It's really, really rewarding, um, I love my student. She's so sweet. Uh, She was quite shy the first couple of sessions that I had with her. And then as we kept going, I see, this is a similar thing with you and your cousins. Like, you know now how to make them laugh and what inside jokes they think are funny. Mm -hmm. I figured out, like, how to make her laugh or how to make her smile. Like, sometimes we do a lot of vocabulary from English to Spanish or Spanish to English or whatever. And they all have like little pictures, little reference pictures to help the student memorize. And sometimes the pictures are just really silly. So I'll point that out and I'll be like, look at that, that's a stupid picture and it'll make her laugh. Um, And what else? We figured out that we have a lot in common. Like we were learning about food. One of our first lessons I think was on different foods and like kitchen vocabulary and stuff. And one of the vocab words was apples. And as we were doing that, I was like, actually, apples are my favorite fruit. And she was like, oh, me too. And so now anytime the the vocabulary word apples pop up, she starts smiling. And I'm like, our favorite. Um, and it's very fun. We feel like we've talked about what our favorite colors are, favorite animals. And I try to remember like what her favorite animals are so that when the animal comes up, I can be like, hey, that's your favorite. There it is. Um, but yeah, there are certain, I find it so rewarding teaching her English. She's, first of all, she's a very good student. Um, and she somehow, like, she remembers vocab words far better than I would if I were doing English only once a week for, like, an hour. Um, and it's very impressive that she can remember all this English. But also, we do a lot of grammar. So every week we do vocab and then grammar. And I create, like, little grammar worksheets for her to go through. Um and a few weeks ago we were learning the future and uh she also takes english in school so i guess the tutoring that i do with her is like a supplement to that and she told me that they had started to learn the future in school and that she wasn't very good at it so i was like you know what it's okay we're just gonna spend more time on the future and i'm gonna make it really fun and i was like we were making example sentences and we had whole conversations in the future and i was like see look at you, you're doing great, you're good at the future, and I will not hear this, I'm not good at the future anymore, (laughs) and then she came back and told me that she did, they did the future in her class, I think they started up school again, and she has an English class again, and she was like, we did the future today, and I got it, like, I understood all the concepts because of your class, and that made me so happy, 
Um, That's so amazing. Look at what a good teacher you are. No, but yeah, yes. no, she's a great you student, and it's so kid. much. You connected with this kid, and you helped so much with like a subject that they weren't super care like confident about. And look at that, like that's that's so good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that we just started doing was listening to English songs, and uh, or no, this was a couple weeks ago. It was a different topic that she was having trouble with and I was like you know what to end this session we're just going to put on a song and have a good time and play the song um and um and we spent the whole time just like bopping out to a song and then she told me the next session that she has been translating songs from English to Spanish just in her free time because she enjoys it and I was like you you are incredible (laughs) also from what I've heard you've made this kid just a linguistics nerd too yeah, I'm 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 spreading my nerdiness. No, it's it's great. It's really rewarding. Um, I'm actually gonna see her in like an hour after we record this, and I'm very excited. Gonna That's learn about amazing. time today. Um, do you want to maybe talk about Ambler as like our shared anecdote, and then of course, <laughs> as per usual. Um, so I Ambler. It's grades 5 to 12. So, once you get to, like, grade 7, they start being like, you're in charge of a group. And it's a little weird, because they're like, these people are practically my age. But also, you're like, I'm so much older. But once you get (laughs) to high school, like, you're, like, some of the kids just seem so much younger. And some of them are a lot younger. And you get to, like, it's so cool to learn how to teach them and how to connect with them and it's yeah yeah amber's great um we i mean we've talked about this a lot before being able to you mentioned actually that something that you found amazing was when you went to the high school and you were able to say hello to some of the freshmen and they would be so surprised like you were like that's such a cool feeling um being able to connect with certain kids is amazing um we had a summer thing at Ambler Farm this summer that ended like a week ago, and I had a lot of fun um, bonding with some of the younger kids that they were closer to middle school. But I, I mean, what I've learned basically is that dogs are always an incredible way to start a conversation. Like there was one, <laughs> there was one girl who's quite quiet and. Um, the program director was kind of like looking at me to like go hang out with her Um, so I did and I was just like so you got any pets and she did and we had a whole like the rest of the time we just were talking about how great dogs were and that is going to be my strategy from now on to connect with kids it's just like so dogs am I right I'm leaving yeah literally listen if they like cats I'll just FaceTime you and they can talk to you the whole time like okay I'm gonna leave now but I have someone you can talk to. All right, so <laughs> here you um, go. Yeah, I know it's funny because that's like makes a lot of sense. And sometimes I'm like, I need to start a conversation with this kid because they're kind of alone, but I don't know what to talk about. So that would have been helpful to know a bit earlier. But always I would pets. always fall back on if I was with a group of kids. If there was like a quieter kid, I'd basically just like buddy up with them when we were if we were like planting or whatever, and I would just yeah. work with them, and then I would be like look at us we're like 
so much more productive than everyone else and like that's a good strategy too and like motivated and then they work really hard and it's like I don't know I think that's a that was one of my fallbacks and then if everyone was it's quite intimidating when you're like five years older than a bunch of kids and they're all friends oh yeah like, no it's and they're so all like scary. talking and you're like guys we need to do work um and also you're like i have nothing to input in this conversation it would be weird if i tried but sometimes they'll just get so off topic and be talking about the most random things and i'm like and i started like not being afraid to kind of be like guys this is so weird like why are you having this conversation <laughs> yeah about, that's like, a good strategy the, too i don't know it, it'll just be like They'll talk about, like, what bugs they'll consider eating and what ones are too gross. And I'm like, guys, I guess, like, that's a good conversation, but also we're, like, planting potatoes. So can we, like, merge the two? And, like, you can kind of make them laugh. That makes them laugh, Um, yeah. And I, that was one of my favorite things to do with, like, middle schoolers and stuff is you can kind of not, like, make fun of them, but, like, you can kind of, like, tease a little bit. Right. If they're in a group, you can be like, you guys are just I have no idea what you guys are doing or whatever and I don't know you can kind of it's yeah it I makes them enjoy laugh that and I enjoy trying to make like them laugh because um, that's like how I like connecting with people and it's I don't know it's it's very rewarding when they're like yeah yeah that's very good and like yeah. I feel like I don't know about you but for me at least I learned so much about like teaching and leading a group Oh, for sure. Because it's helped a lot with leadership skills. Because it can be hard when it's people your age to be like, so what are we doing? And like take charge or whatever. If it's a bunch of younger kids, you can be like, okay, guys, come on back on task. Like you can be in charge a lot more easily. Definitely. And after many years, (laughs) I started to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You were very good at it. It was they they listened to to you though. So that that was, you know, an important quality. (laughs) (laughs) They listened to you too. Yeah, no, similar with um, Ambler, not as much. I know you prefer working with um, some of the older kids, like the middle schoolers, but um, Bronwyn always is in Canada for the summer, but usually in the summer, not this summer because of a global pandemic, um, they're, usually they have a summer camp with a lot of younger kids. And for some reason, I'm always put with the first graders, which I don't mind because they're quite cute, but I have a feeling Bronwyn would not be as happy about that. But I, mean, I would have fun. It would just be so exhausting for me. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. Um, but last year, last summer, there was one kid that something happened. I think she scraped her knee or something and she was crying and um, the program director was, like, taking care of her and getting an ice pack or something, and she had to go and do something else, and she was like, can you just sit with this kid and, like, hang out with her and talk to her? And I was very awkward at first, but then eventually I was like, you know, I really like your shoes. They're super sparkly, and she, and, and she's, and I was like, I want shoes like that. Where'd you get them? And we had, it's fun treating, like, first graders yeah. like they're your friends because then exactly. they know, like, they they're like, oh, okay, this isn't an intimidating older person. It's just a pal. And it was very yeah. good. And then it was really fun. At the end, the, the last day is called Family Day. And all the parents come and, like, see what their kids have been doing. And this girl dragged her dad over and was like, Daddy, it, I want to introduce you to my favorite counselor. And I was like, hey. Aww, <laughs> and it was very, very so cute. amazing. And then yeah. also, I know we are running out of time, but real quick. 
another thing I did at the camp for one week I worked on and I worked with the animals that was just kind of hanging around in the animal pens and uh, making sure the kids didn't kill them when they came to visit <laughs> and working with we often have baby chicks over the summer and it's they're very cute and very adorable to hold um, and it's often stressful when you're handing a chick to a first grader and they try to strangle it and you've got to be like no bud you cannot squeeze it like that you have to just like gently but the look on a six-year-old's face when they're holding a chick and it falls asleep (laughs) is the sweetest thing in the world they look at like it's like they're holding a diamond or something they're like they don't want to move when someone else when someone next to them bumps them they're like don't I have a sleeping chick and then they get so sad when we take them away but it's very very cute I feel like six and seven year olds have like the best reactions to things like yeah we had again we had a Harry Potter party a few weeks ago for my cousins um and my seven-year-old cousin it was one of the cutest things i've ever seen we had like a sorting hat thing so basically we transformed like our cottage into hogwarts kind of which is very cool and, like you have a very cool yeah. family um but he he was just like he wanted to believe it so badly and he was so excited and we did this thing where we put a little speaker inside the sorting hat and so and my brother was like narrating the whole time like all right oh gryffindor and my cousin like he like we put it on his head and he like you could tell he was like wanting to believe it so badly and he was just like you could see him whispering like not slytherin not slytherin and like oh my god it just melted my my heart that's the sweetest thing i've ever heard and then he kind of like looked up and looked a little embarrassed but oh it was so cute oh my (laughs) god my heart that's amazing That's so cute. Yeah. Anyways. Well, now we really are over time. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, we went on... How many... We went on... We started talking about Spanish, then Harry Potter, (laughs) then... Spanish again? I don't know. It got so all over the place, this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Because we certainly did. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you can w- email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at quotes.and.anecdotes. Please do. Um, once again, please check out Hey Nerd. That's Caroline and Eli's podcast. Both of them are amazing and very cool people. And uh, very similar to us, it sounds like, based on what we've listened to of their episodes. So if you enjoy this podcast, you'll definitely enjoy theirs, too. I'll try to see if I can, like, link it in the description. Oh, good idea. Our cover artist. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mary, the one and only. You can follow her on Instagram at dinobite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Mm-hmm. Our intro and outro music are linked in our description box. Yes. I will remember to put the links there this time. I think I forgot last time, and for some reason it's not letting me edit the well, episode. Um, rate, I review, subscribe. That's, rate, that's that was the other, I was like, we're missing something. And have. Your turn. We're going to do like one word, okay? So have. A. Fantastic. Wednesday. Please. Yay! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That went great. 
that was amazing um this has been quotes and anecdotes That was a weird ending. Yeah, I didn't like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> ending. Maybe we'll do a take two. Maybe that that will be our ending, and then we'll do the. This is like the outro music. It's like, Ding. you know, when it has like that sustained note, and then it's like da 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 da, and cut. <laughs>